my name is Rob and I'm the host of Real Friends, a podcast dedicated to sharing the real stories of real friends with a belief that each one of us wants to be fully known and fully loved. This month, we chat with another one of Big River Training Team's pace groups, the 12-Minute Pace Group. If you hear a little wind noise in the background, it's because we record our podcast on a beautiful but windy Sunday morning in beautiful Targrove Park. One of the things I like most about recording podcasts with different pace groups is that it allows me to relive some of their greatest or most challenging experiences, to enjoy the laughter as stories are shared, and to briefly peek into each runner's unique personality. You get all that with the 12-Minute Pace Group. Still debating whether or not running is the right sport for you? or whether a local running community like Big River Training Team is right for you. Listen to members of the 12-Minute Pace Group and discover for yourself. Thank you for listening. This is Real Friends. So maybe if we will have Jen sit like right here in the middle. Uh-huh. And then have her, okay. and then that way all, we'll all kind of be equally distant. Oh, perfect. Like, so that that's kind of too, are uh, no, okay. unless you'd like video, no, I can go ahead. And well, you did pick us because we're the best looking group out of <laughs> I did pick you. That's what we told everyone. Like, yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. Faces for radio, faces yes, for right. podcasts. So if and it's okay, I have to leave at like five after. Does that sure work? Is. No, okay. Or, or would fine. you rather I not do it? No. Or, no. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, okay. Totally okay. Just leave. Oh, Liz said she just tracked his location and he um, apparently ran home or went okay. home. Okay, that's fine. He must have forgotten. Yeah. Um, so first of all, thanks for taking time out of uh, your day to go and meet with me. It's totally awesome. We have a beautiful day today here in Tire Grove Park after a run. Um, the way I thought we could start things up is I'd have each one of you tell me a little bit about yourself. Start out with your name, age, current career, and then something that you're passionate about in life other than running, because we're going to spend the rest of our time talking about running. So, wonderful. Yes. <laughs> oh, I'm first. Okay. Uh, so, my name's Dan. Um, 35 years old. Um, what did you say? I already forgot what you told me to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> my memory's not good. Right. <laughs> Yeah. So, name, age, your current career—that just kind of, um, kind of the overarching goal. Okay, asking okay. questions like that <laughs> is if I interview enough different pace groups, you find out that really running can apply to like all people, sure. doesn't matter what you're doing. And so that just kind of helps level set people. And then for the rest of the comments that you make about running, and then something that you're passionate about other than running, because we're going to spend the rest of our time talking about running. Sure. Okay. All right. So I'm Dan. I'm 35. I have horrible memory. Um, I am currently, I just started a new job actually a few months ago. Uh, I'm currently the chief technical officer of a company called Senestech, and we make rat birth control. Wow. So instead of rodenticides, this is always a story, instead of rodenticides where, you know, you've got poison out, maybe kids or dog can get to it, whatever, this is non-lethal, it just, they make them sterile and they can no longer produce and then they're gone. Yeah. So that's what I do. I'm the head of the technical team for the small company in Phoenix. Um, outside of running, uh, family's always number one for me. Um, but I do, you know, hobby-wise, I love woodworking. So I'm actually right now in the middle of building a new workshop in my house. So I and you have how many kids? Just one kid. She's three and a half. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, my name's Diana. I'm 68. And I... <laughs> You can I, pass on that question. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can pass. I think it is helpful. Yeah. Yeah, I think 
you have a lot to be proud of yourself. Yeah, you my gosh. Yeah, absolutely. I feel, I don't feel 58. Not that you even know what 58 is supposed to feel like. Um, I work for a company called Rabo Agrofinance, and I'm in AML. I've been in banking for almost 30 years. And I really, really enjoy what I do. Uh, I've always liked banking, but this is this company is amazing. They're an agricultural firm, so their big deal is is they want to help feed the world. Mm. And it's an international company that was started in the Netherlands. Mm. So, what I'm passionate about is family. Mm-hmm. Family's number one, and in my book, and friends. And just making sure that, you know, you keep a healthy lifestyle. You know, you got to worry about the food that goes in your body to stay healthy. And, um, yeah, good, perfect. Jen? Hi, I'm Jen, and I'm, no, I'm kidding. (laughs) I'm 47, and I am a clinical social worker, and so I've worked in a variety of settings, um, Always in the medical or mental health side of things. Um, Currently, I work for a school district and I provide um, counseling services for kids who have uh, IEPs or through the special education. And with that, I provide linkages and community resources, um, a lot of education for staff, um, a lot of stuff out into the world. Um, And I've been doing, I've been in the schools for three years now. Before that, I worked in a, in a large hospital for several years in a variety of settings. Um, and outside of this, I also like my family. Um, I'm married and I have three kids that are 13, 10 and eight, and they keep us very, very busy. Um, and I'm really passionate about social justice and trying hard to kind of find some type of level playing field and provide opportunities for people who otherwise wouldn't have them. Good. Carolyn? Hi, my name is Carolyn. I'm 55 years old. Um, I am a real estate attorney, but I just uh, stepped back from practicing law, in which I found that every time you leave a job after age 40, people call you retired. So <laughs> whether or not it's retired, I'm not sure. We shall see. But I'm taking a break now. Um, we have, my husband and I have two boys in college, so this is a wonderful time of year that is full of lots of trips for football and tailgating, which is a lot of fun. So that's a neat stage for us. And what I'm passionate about, and my husband and I are sharing, is our city of St. Louis. And we really um, were having a fun year. We, um, My husband for Christmas asked that each month we um, explore a new neighborhood of St. Mm-hmm. area of St. Louis. So for instance, this weekend is Grants Farm, South County, mm-hmm. and we've done lots of neighborhoods, Central West End, South City, Soulard, Benton Park, um, Webster, you know, so we're, we're having a great year, Dogtown. So um, so the city, I think St. Louis has a lot to offer and a lot to celebrate, and it's amazing being a native St. Louisan, and my husband as well, how much we're still learning about our own hometown, you yeah. know, that there's still a lot yeah. to be learned, so it's, it's great. Yeah, that is good. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's talk now about running. How'd you get into running? What was your initial attraction or draw? Is it something that you've done since you've been young, or maybe did you get to a point or season in life where you said, you know what, I need to do something health-wise, and that, that was the motivator, running. Sure. 
Um, so my dad actually ran cross country in high school. When I got in high school, he said, you should try this. Okay, so I did. <laughs> I joined the cross country team. Very, very slow. Could barely even run a mile at the time. Uh, developed a pretty good you know, uh, passion for it over the four years in high school. Actually, even uh, I've only ran one marathon. That was when I was 17, my senior year of high school. I ran it the Sunday before we started track season that year. So I drove <laughs> down to Little Rock, did that, and then went back and ran six miles the next day for track. So it was super exciting. You can do that when you're young and right. silly. Yeah. Um, after high school, kind of gave it up, ran a little bit kind of casually in college, but school was tough. Um, and then uh, no one got married, had a kid. Uh, and then really when COVID started and or the pandemic happened in 2020, I was working from home. So been remote since March of 2020 and just got tired of sitting down at a computer for nine hours a day with no mobility whatsoever. So I just started kind of walking at lunchtime, turned into jogging, turned into running. Um, so I was running about three miles a day for my lunch break, eating lunch, and then getting back to it. Um, and then another runner here, the, the, the crew, John Kurt, so I've known my entire life. He <laughs> taught me karate when I was a kid. <laughs> um, he said, hey, you should come join this training team the weekend before it started. And I said, okay, and I'm here. <laughs> now training for a half marathon. <laughs> yep. Perfectly ready for it, too. Yeah. Oh, my story. I hated running as a child. <laughs> I would fake sick. I got a headache. I don't want to do it. Stubborn. I've been always an athlete in athletic stuff as a kid. I was a gymnast. I played softball, all of it. But running, couldn't do it for any long distance. Um, argued with my coach in high school. I can't do this. I can't do this. And she's like, you're going to do this or you're going to fail. So I did it. Then after that, um, I quit for a while, obviously, because I just didn't like it. Then when I was working in Tampa for a company called Nations Bank at that time, I kind of got hoodwinked into, hey, everybody's doing a 5K. Want to do a 5K? And I don't know. My math wasn't just there. I was like, I didn't even know what a 5K was. Okay, I'll do it. Doesn't it always start like that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and then I decided, okay, it was for a good cause, and it was for um, Gasparilla in, in uh, Tampa. So I decided to do that, and I was hooked. Mm -hmm. It was the adrenaline. Mm -hmm. I was never fast, didn't care. But it was interesting because they also have the, uh, the uh, Air Force Base down there that runs it. And, you know, all the girls are just, you know, all perked up when the Air Force guys mm -hmm. just run next to you. Yeah. So then you have, you know, just the mounds of people everywhere. People doing 5Ks, 8Ks, 15, 10, half marathons, marathons. And just the crowd of people just really inspired me and got me excited. Plus, you meet like-minded people. You know, mm. you get outside of the bubble that you're used to being into and meeting others. So that's what yeah. I like about it. Awesome. Wonderful. Yeah, I also never wanted to run ever, and um, I remember in eighth grade, they made us run the mile, and there was no warm-up, there was no, uh, we're going to do a quarter uh, mile, and so it was literally just, it was the dumbest thing. It was the gym teacher outside just screaming at people to keep going around this field, it, no, um, but then watching all their kids right <laughs> but then i got uh married and i moved to st louis and my husband and his friends always did the st patrick's day five miler downtown yep and so i would go and i would stand in the tent and they would run by and everyone would throw their jackets at me and i would hold the jackets and i was pregnant a couple of years and and finally i was like it's five miles like i should 
we should just do this. And um, so then I picked out a goal race to start with, and it was the Cowbell 5K. So I signed up for um, Big River Training Team Half Marathon Training <laughs> for my 5K goal race. And I did couch to 5K at the same time. And um, so my longest training run for my 5K was 10 miles. And, um, and I ran my 5K. And I was hooked and I signed up for a marathon relay the next spring. And then I did a uh, half the next fall because I had another baby in between there, my youngest. And, um, and I've just been hooked ever since. And I set a goal to run 50 half marathons before I turned 50. Um, and so I have 46 done right wow. now. Yeah. So wow. I'll do 50 in the spring. Yeah. And then um, now I'm, gonna run my first marathon next weekend oh, cool yeah very, very, and which marathon is it the, the wine glass marathon oh, wine glass. Okay. in corning new york gotcha. oh, yeah wow. i wow. know very nice i and know still wine at the end there's wine at the oh, end nice. <laughs> <laughs> my friend i'm running it with she picked it out but it's it's net downhill and there's wine at the end and um on the registration it was like chardonnay <laughs> You know, like if you do the 5K plus the plus the, then they have a Riesling challenge or a Chardonnay challenge, oh, nice, and nice. I didn't sign up for any of those. It was just enough to wrap my mind around the yeah. But um, the pasta dinner the night before we signed up for, and Dina Cantor is going to be there, and so we get to meet her, and I'm really excited about that. So and so far, listeners, Great. who is Dina Cantor? Uh, uh, big, big, big marathon runner, yeah. uh, very famous. So yeah. She's probably won lots of stuff that I can't recall right now. Yeah, no, that's good. I apologize, Tina. No. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> Go on. Um, well, until you asked the question, I kind of forgot that I actually did track in high school. <laughs> so that's how that's how, you know, serious I took it at the time, you know. And um and I guess then after that I, I ran casually, just very casually. I think, you know, I had maybe done one 5K, you know, in college, and I did, you know, the St. Patrick's Day mm -hmm. run, you know, when I first came home to St. Louis, and mm -hmm. it, um, but not much at all. And so 2019, it was a motivation to get in shape, and I started um, with Big River, and it has been phenomenal, and it's really enabled me, you know, I've, I've run, at this point, I've run three half marathons, which I never would have imagined, yeah, you know, right. with starting at that stage and it you know that level and things like that and and the program has been fabulous i don't know mm -hmm. if you want us to talk about that one in particular but again you know for for me it dovetails with the um interest in our region you know because the runs mm -hmm. all have different locations i've, yep. I've participated with some other running programs sometimes where it's pretty consistent you know yep. as far as location this one i like as we run, somebody was commenting earlier that they had seen our group and people were pointing this way and that, you know, we're talking about um, restaurants, you know, we're kind of like, who's eating around here? Mm -hmm. You know, what's a good place to eat? Or what about this park? And, you know, you see the parks, the restaurants, the yeah. businesses, the schools. And, and I love how this um, program takes us all yeah. over the city as well. So that what? is awesome. And that will be one of our questions that we dive into. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So. Right. But it's yeah. really so. So I've done. I, at this point, three half marathons through the program. And one oh. I was prepared for, but you know, didn't get around to that additional race. So, yeah. but it's been good. So, if you're going to give any type of advice to someone who's considering running, 
what sort of advice, based upon your experience, would you offer someone? Am I always the first answer? No, you're not. <laughs> I'll start with Diana. I would say don't worry about your pace. Yeah. Just have a good time. Yeah. You know, go out there, have fun, feel the energy. Yeah. And then it'll happen. Good. Yeah. And I, you know, coming from someone who never took an interest in running, it's it's been kind of amazing to see what I've been capable of of doing just by putting one foot in front of the other. And, you know, when I did the 5k, I never thought I'd do a half. I never thought I'd do a full and you just follow the training and then it happens. And so, you know, kind of believing in yourself and, and of course thinking about that self-talk and, and how we think while we're running and how we talk to ourselves. Um, that's, my little niche too you know we have to train our brain as much as we train the body you do um and so just believe in yourself set a goal get out there and make it happen and come run with friends and you know what when you do that you're working through the pain yeah you know because your mind if you let your mind think Mm -hmm. oh god i don't Mm want to do this where is the end you're not you're you're going to discourage yourself from ever doing it again sure so if you're having fun feeling the energy you're Mm going to work yourself through the pain and you're going to you know be fantastic at the end because you actually finished yeah and that's a huge accomplishment i always like to think like this is something i get to do like no one's holding a gun to my head saying i have to get up and run on a sunday or on a tuesday night when it's 97 like it's something I get to do. I've made this choice. I get to, you know, have all these awesome experiences and meet all these awesome people and see all these great places around town and around the world and, you know, just revel in that and, you know, be proud of myself, yeah, even if absolutely. I'm not going to finish in a 213 yeah. <laughs> for my first full. <laughs> Well, and, and I would say also to be kind to yourself, yeah. you know, as far as, the, you know, that self-talk and everything, mm-hmm. but also to realize one thing that's neat um, is so often, you know, you'll watch a track event on television or the Olympics, you know, and you think of, okay, there's a certain physique, there's a certain, you've got to go to go flat out as fast as you're going, you know, different things like that. But what you learn over time is you'll, peop- you'll when you're out with running groups or if you're out at the 5Ks, you know, or some of the other lengths of races. Um, first of all, just everyone should always congratulate themselves, even just getting out. You know, you're getting yeah. out, you're moving, mm-hmm. whether you're running, whether you're walking, whatever you're doing, just, you know, congratulations for getting out and making that effort. And to realize that there are so many different ways that you can accomplish a run. Um, you know, sometimes, you know, I've done it with a p- consistent pace group, you know, where it's, um, you know, you're running the entire time and you can, there's a whole variety of speeds at which people can be accomplishing it. Right now we're working with an interval group where you're, you know, you're doing running at a certain speed and then you're, um, taking, you know, you're having walking intervals in between. So it's back and forth. And, um, and I think just allowing yourself to do it at whatever works for you at that stage. Mm-hmm. And it may change over the years. And, um, you know, there may be a time like right now, I'm like, I've always done a consistent running group. But this time I'm doing, you know, the interval, you know, and then maybe another time I'll do a consistent running group. And it really varies. And to know that with that flexibility, I, the thing that I've been pleased with is you can find a level that you can do it and not get injured. You know, mm-hmm. that you're not hurting all week. You're not having sore knees. You're not having injuries and things like that because you can find what works for your body that, you know, gets gets you the exercise. But then also, um, 
you know, keeps keeps you healthy as well. Because yeah. if you hurt yourself, then you're not going to be running at all, you know, and stuff. True. So it's good to, yep. you know, find a good speed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the advantage of going like yeah, now you wrap, have to wrap it all up. Right. Yeah. Say something really intelligent. <laughs> right. Yes. Um, I, my advice is no, no pace is too slow. No distance is too short. Um, it doesn't matter if you're running a 14 minute mile or a four minute mile, you are a runner. Um, if you miss a day, get out there the next day. Don't let that demotivate you just because you had an off day or didn't feel like running, you know, just get out there and do it. And you always feel better. Yeah. Just the moment that your foot hits the pavement, you feel better. Yeah. So just get out there and get it done. Cause there's, you know, you could just be sitting on the couch doing nothing. Yeah. Well, yeah. and that sense of accomplishment when you're done, too. Like, I, I think it feels good to run, but there are those runs that don't feel good. And I think they're just as important as the ones that do feel good. But, like, thinking about days where the weather's been atrocious or we've had a really hilly route or something like that. And that sense of accomplishment that you've got when you're done, like... Hey, I just earned some major points on it was, this. It was terrible, but I did it was it. <laughs> terrible. And I went out and I ran through the sleet, or I went out and I ran through whatever. And everyone else is huddled at home, and Gosh. and you've just accomplished this huge yeah. thing. Yeah. 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 Perfect. Okay, so let's talk a little bit now about uh, running groups or running teams. How do you get involved with Big River Training Team? Was it by accident or intentional? And how important is it to be connected to a group like the Big River Training Team? Yeah. So, I mean, I mentioned it earlier. So, John Kurtz has been here for a number of years. Just friends with him on Facebook. He just reached out and said, you should try this <laughs> since you're running at home. I said, okay. And I was silly enough to try it. Um, <laughs> but, no, what, what I like about Big River is that there are a ton of different groups at different paces. Um, you don't have the racing team looking down upon the run walk team. Yeah. Very supportive. And I'm not saying that for your podcast. No, they, Big River did not pay me to endorse this. <laughs> um, I've, I've ran with, you know, groups in the past where if you're not keeping up with their pace, you kind of fall off and like, well, you know, we'll, we'll catch up with them later. You know, just super supportive group. I've never seen people clap for me as I, you know, walked by. So, you know, it's, it's so important to find your group of people to run with because that's your motivation, whether or not, whether or not it seems like it, that's it, your accountability. You know, you have, you're accountable to yourself to run, but certainly when there's other people, you think, Mm -hmm. Oh, if I don't show up, then, you know, Jen's going to run alone, you know, <laughs> so, so you go, That's, yeah. it's accountable. Yeah. 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 Good. yeah. No, I mean, and I, I touched on it too. I started with big river, I think it was in 2013 and, um, and then I continued with it. Um, when I started, it was a walk to run progression group with the goal of starting off walking and then slowly increasing intervals until you were running a mile and walking a minute. And so that's what we did. And then after I had my youngest, I came back expecting that. And it was very much a, just a run walk interval system. And I, I enjoyed that too. And I had a pace coach that I really liked. I stuck right by her side for my first half marathon. And I joked that if she had run a six minute mile, I would have run a six minute mile. Like that's how glued to her I was. And then when she wasn't able to continue pacing, then she offered for me to take over. And I think that was six years ago now. And so I've been around for quite a while. Um, and I love the camaraderie. I, I feel like on those, those tough runs where I'm by myself, it's, it's a very different scenario than when I'm with my group. 
and and everyone keeps me going and and i hope i keep them going and um and you know i i learned so much you know i i st louis and and all these different buildings and what people are doing in their lives and and you know develop close friendships and i think that that's so important um because you know we're all here and we have this in common and come from very different backgrounds but um you know bring all those unique perspectives to the table too yeah, maybe. we'll be mm-hmm. following you at the go half <laughs> i'm looking forward don't, to that don't run a six minute mile <laughs> i am not running a six minute mile i promise i promise that's funny i don't i don't exactly remember who put me in touch with big river someone much has mentioned you know the training program and it's so easy to sign up you know and you just mm-hmm. you know sign up online and i love you know there's the calendar of the locations and the distances um, the pace groups are great because with the pace leaders, I remember um, my pace leader the first first time in uh, 2019, she helped me learn so much about, she used to be like, okay, Carolyn, where's your hydration? You know, okay, well, you know, what, what do you have as far as nutrition? You know, and, and kind of helping to educate um, the newer runners mm-hmm. on, you know, what you need. And then also for, for race day, you know, what, what to think of on those days and things like that. So there was a lot of education that went mm-hmm. along with the, the physical training that I really appreciated. And um, it's been great. It's been great. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Anna? I had a run coach in Tampa named Maria. And I went to her several times. And when I decided to move back to St. Louis, I met someone who introduced me to Big River. And actually, my first uh, time joining was running with Jen's group. And then I was, (laughs) picture time. And then I was asked to kind of take over one of the pace groups with big river and what i liked about it is exactly what has already been said is nobody really looks down upon the run walk group you know they they everybody's supportive doesn't matter what pace you are they're out there clapping for you they're cheering for you they're telling you that you're you know doing a great job so that's kind of what really brought me to big river and the pace group And I think it's kind of interesting with the run walk group. I've had pacers from other groups join our group from time to time and mm-hmm. they're shocked <laughs> at what we do because it sounds, you know, a 1230 pace, but we're running a 10 minute pace yeah. and then walking briskly. And um, so I always kind of giggle a little bit when that happens. <laughs> I love that they have so many different options and varieties because mm-hmm. I've planted the seed with other friends too in terms of it really doesn't matter where you are on the running spectrum. You can start out with a group um, that will pretty much meet you wherever, wherever you're at. I mean, if you're an elite athlete, they're kind of like in their own league. But most of my friends haven't run for a while. Mm-hmm. And so that it's the appeal of having a slower pace that they can start out with. And then if they end up feeling healthier and uh, like they're better runners, then they can graduate to one of the, the quicker mm-hmm. paces. Um, so again, kind of along the lines of the first question, if you're going to give any advice to somebody who's contemplating joining a running group, what sort of advice would you have for them? Because there are several different running groups in the St. Louis area. 
Big River just one of them? I, I think my answer is very simple. <laughs> just join, just join it and get out there. Yeah. Just mm -hmm. join them. Just okay. go. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't think it. I don't think it matters what what group you join. Um, you just again, it's the motivation, it's the accountability of having people to run with. Just yeah. get out there and get motivated. Whatever, whatever you know excites your niche. You know, I mean, you have to be able to make that first step. It's not going to make it for you. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's like coming from Tampa, living there for so long, and coming here. I didn't know anybody. I'm not afraid to join a group when I don't know people. How are you going to get to know people unless you don't get out there and start, you know, talking to people? Be a little bit extroverted. Get out of your house. You know, say hi. Yeah. Get good. to know your city. Get to know your people. That's the only way that you know where all the cool places are to run. Mm -hmm. How long have you been in St. Louis? I grew up here, but then I moved away. Gotcha. And I came back in 2016. When you guys had that fabulous ice storm, ah, yeah. oh, I remember that. Luckily, yes. I wasn't uh, I wasn't working then, but that spring is when I joined Big River, okay. oh. and I've been here ever since. So, okay. mm -hmm. yeah, and I'm the same way. You know, just get out and do it, and. I've actually recruited a bunch of people during races. People will be near me or, or see what I'm doing. And, and so I tell them to come and join us at Big River, and then they do. And, um, and But really, it's just taking that first step. Yeah. yeah. Um, do any of your family members, are they runners? Are they passionate about running? <laughs> no, I'm the only one. No, I have a family of couch potatoes. <laughs> Excuses. Oh, I can't because my knees. Oh, my back. Oh, my head hurts. Oh, stop it. Get up. You know, I'm like, I get it. My knees hurt too. <laughs> oh, I get that's a whole nother topic. Um, can you ever run without some part of your body at least partially hurting? Unless maybe you're really young. And in that elite status, it, to me, it's there seems to be like a whole season or phase of having to run through a different type of aches and pains and partial injuries. So I will tell you, when I did first come back in 2016, I did run a 5K, and it was the Mardi Gras run. Mm -hmm. And the guy that I live with, my boyfriend, hasn't, we've known each other since high school. And he decided that he was going to run with me. And I'm like looking at him going, well, that's great. When do you run? And he's like, no. And I'm going, so when was the last time that you ran? And he said, high school. And I said, you know, that was a really long time ago. And he goes, yeah, I'll be fine. And I'm thinking, okay. So we're running next to each other and he's, you know, getting, he's getting in his groove and he's going a little bit slow. And I'm like, are you okay for me to take off? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. I'm like, okay. So I went ahead and took off. Not that I'm fast, but I just needed to run. And it was cool air. It was crisp. It was a great day. And when we got home and I'm like, how are you feeling? He goes, I think I'm okay. And later on in the day, he goes, I can't move. It's always day two. Day two yeah. And then later on in the day, he could get off the couch. And I said, so, how did so how that 5K go for it? He goes, you mean the marathon that I just had? And I'm like, oh, honey. And he goes, no, it was really a marathon. I said, no, it was only 3.1 miles. He goes, I don't think I'm going to do that anymore. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, so yeah. you can do it just train part properly, yeah. right? Sure. <laughs> Maybe walk it. Sure. Yeah. Uh, um, 
Speaking of marathons, our 5Ks, what's been your favorite race and why? Was it the, the swag? Was it maybe you, you left St. Louis to run it? Maybe it was running one of the, the local favorite St. Louis venues. What's been your favorite race and why? Mine's easy. I've only ever done you one official race. You are going to be easy, Dan. Yeah, so when I ran that marathon in Little Rock, uh, their claim to fame was having the largest finisher medal in the mm -hmm. U.S. I yeah. mean, it's, it's humongous. Like, mm -hmm. I don't, it's somewhere in my closet. <laughs> I did the half, and my half one is, like, that big. Wow. The fulls are, like, plates. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Yeah. I have to say my favorite half was Columbus, Ohio for the uh, uh, for the nationwide yeah nationwide children's mm -hmm. hospital. Mm -hmm. It was extremely emotional. Yeah, I mean it was beautiful because it's fall. It's right mm -hmm. at this time of the year, and all the leaves were cha changing, and the 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 community support was amazing. Mm -hmm. I mean, people were just lined up in the streets, just yelling and screaming, and a girlfriend of mine from Tampa met me there and a lady I worked with ran it as well because she lived there and every mile they had a picture of a child that was being sponsored that had cancer. And that same child was sitting there either in their wheelchair or if they were able to stand and they had a long foam finger where all the runners would just go by and tap it. Yeah. And I can't tell you how many times I cried. Yeah. through that whole entire race sure. yeah. but it was amazing and when you got to the finish line i i felt <laughs> i felt like an athlete because the finish line had all the bleachers and there were people standing there and they were standing up cheering i was like i felt like i won something <laughs> i'm like yes i'm a winner <laughs> That's awesome. but it was it was the community it was fantastic yeah it wow, was a lot neat. of fun i have a hard time thinking of like a I've had a lot that I've really enjoyed and we've done a lot of racecations all over and in in that theme probably one of my favorites was the um Route 66 in Tulsa um there were eight of us that went down for it so we had a really marvelous weekend but there were three people from my pace group in Big River that had trained for their first marathon and the marathon course split from the half marathon course at like 12.9 miles. So I paced them their first 12.9. And then we gave big hugs. The one girl was in, totally inappropriately dressed for the weather. She had on thermal gear and it got really hot. It was really mm. sunny. So I gave her my shirt and I took her shirt. Like <laughs> it, was, it was a thing, but it was so um, kind of emotional and awesome like being able to send them on the rest of the way and then cheering for them at the finish when they came through yeah, so okay the flip side of it is <laughs> your least favorite or most challenging race <laughs> that you've <laughs> taken part in and why was it uh, maybe just the running conditions uh could have been the swag maybe the race wasn't organized coordinated well <laughs> least favorite why <laughs> i think it was Five or six years ago, um, my mother-in-law works for a hospital, and they were doing some charity 5K and said, hey, you used to run. You should go do this. This wasn't me running. This mm -hmm. was I hadn't ran since high school. <laughs> and like, okay, so I ran a 5K after doing absolutely no training whatsoever, yes. and that just felt awful. Yes. Good lesson. <laughs> yeah. 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 That was the worst one by far. Yeah. Yeah, I did the Alton half marathon. I think you were up there that yeah. year when oh it was, gosh. it stormed up until the minute that, right. 
And when I signed up for it, like you run along the rivers. And so I had pictured this gorgeous day. It was going to be idyllic. I was going to watch barges go on the river and it poured until the race started. And then it was so windy that I couldn't hear my headphones. I had on um, a rain jacket that was like rustling in the wind so much. Like I, it was like being in a wind tunnel. I could hear, couldn't hear anything. And then at mile 10, it all just stopped and it was calm the rest of the way. And I just, I felt like I'd been through the ringer. Like the wind was so, it like you had to run along the river and then turn around and go back. And I literally felt like I was bent over just trying right. to find. I remember, remember trying to cross the, the bridge. Oh my gosh. The way back, and I couldn't tell if I was actually making any progress yes. because that headwind was so strong. It was unbelievable. It it was strange. If it had rained another five or ten minutes more and they'd called the race, I think I would have been perfectly I would have been, too. But all of a sudden, it stopped, and we're like, oh, my gosh, we got to get out there and run this. Oh, my, it was, it was, I've never been in conditions like that. It just, like, if I, I was by myself, if I had been running with anyone, we wouldn't have been able to talk. Like, I, it, it was like being just sensory deprivation into the wind. It just, Yeah. 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 And then I felt bad for I had some friends who ran Boston later, mm-hmm. that day, and it sounded like their running conditions were equally as as horrible and as wretched as what we had gone through. For mm-hmm. Alton, Alton was only a half. So, mm. yeah. I was never so glad to get back to my car. <laughs> that was my favorite part of the race was the finish line. Yes. And I get in the car. Yeah. Amen. Anna? I have to say that it wasn't the race that I didn't like. It was the course. And yeah. I I loved the city, and I loved these, the, uh, the actual, what we were doing. We were racing for St. Jude, but it was Nashville. <laughs> oh, God. I mean. Hilly? Uh, it, Very. Yeah. Oh, is it? It, it was so hilly <laughs> that... Diana learned how to talk like a sailor. <laughs> a lot. It's like you would turn a corner and you'd be like, maybe a block is flat. And then it was another hill, uphill. Uh-huh. And then a little bit flat and another hill. And I thought, I don't need to go to the moon. I'm seriously, I'm like going constant uphill, constant uphill. And it was so hot that day. Uh-huh. And it was in April. And People were dropping left and right, wow. and the, if it wasn't again for that community support, I mean, some of this p- community support and the neighbors had like shots. People were stopping, going, "Oh, the heck with it! Just give me a beer." And they were drinking on, and they're like, "You want?" I'm like, "No, I'm not, I'm having enough problems right now." Was that the rock and roll? Yeah, I probably ran that same you one. Did. Yeah, you yeah, were we were about, about it. It too. was in nuts. Like we had to it's, stop a couple times so ambulances could cross the course. Wow. You'd pass people the medical dropping. tents, yeah, and yeah. they'd have people covered in white sheets that they had wet, <gasps> and it looked like gosh. bodies yeah, in men. Right. Like it was. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah. Finally, no. I was like, I just have to slow down. Yeah. And there was another. Did you ever girl. get to go back downhill? <laughs> Well, it not, not really until the very end, till you got to the finish line when you went over that bridge, yeah. because the, the finish line was at the stadium, Nissan Stadium. So once you hit that bridge, a little bit of incline, and then it was a then it was downhill, a really steep downhill. And another girl that her and I were kind of like you know piggybacking 
back and forth. And she's like, oh, my God. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I was like, you know, I said, I'm all for St. Jude's and I will definitely do this again, but it won't be here. <laughs> yeah, that was it was intense. It was. And horrible. I remember there was a tall building next to the stadium and I kept seeing that tall building but we had so many turns on the route. Mm -hmm. And so we'd be getting closer to it. And I'd be like, oh, we're, we're going we're gonna to finish. And then we'd turn away from it. And, and so I was like, I just kept, where are we? Are, are we ever going to finish? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so that, have you ever had a race where you DNF'd? You weren't able to finish it? No. Okay. Mm -mm. I'm stubborn. I'm stubborn. Yeah. Here in St. Louis... I did the Go Halloween 5K, mm -hmm. okay? And, you know, St. Louis downtown, they're fabulous for their potholes. Mm -hmm. Oh, no. Here I am trying to fidget with my, my headphones and my watch, and I'm not paying attention. And we just started oh, around no. the corner, and down I went right in front of the fire station. Bam! Hit a pothole, twisted my ankle. A couple comes up and they're both picking me up. They're going, you're okay. They're going to take me over to the fire station. They're going, did you need to go over here? No, pick me up. I'm finishing this. <laughs> <laughs> Probably shouldn't have because I did twist my ankle pretty bad, but no, I've, I'm stubborn like that. No. No. Fair <laughs> enough. So let's talk about health, physical, nutrition, all that type of good stuff. What sort of challenges do you face Making and taking time to physically take care of yourself. How do you prioritize physical health and budgeting it into your schedule? Especially if you have kids at home. Yeah. For me, you know, running in the middle of the day, it's I usually stop at 11 a.m. and then I go run and then I eat lunch pretty quickly because <laughs> at that point I've <laughs> spent a lot of time uh, and then get back to work. So it's it's not too bad because I'm really only, you know, messing around with my own schedule. Um, it's tougher on the weekends, you know, like even this morning on Sunday long runs. I'm gone for three hours, round trip, run, come back. And my wife's taking care of our daughter. And, you know, so it's really just, uh, you know, coordinating with, with my wife on the weekends and things like that. But it can be tough, too, not even just, you know, personal schedules, just mentally. Am I prepared to go run right now? You know, it's, it's 5.15 in the morning on a Sunday. Why am I waking up? Um, but you know, you just have to power through it. You know, the, it, that's when you're doing long distance running, it's always the end goal, right? So even in the morning you think I'm getting up now, so I have time to eat a little bit of breakfast, get some water, you know, you just, you got steps along the way, but you're constantly looking at the end goal, which is, you know, yeah. usually the end of a run. Mm -hmm. Do you do any other type of training other than running? CrossFit, uh, work out in a gym, whole body. Uh, no, no, we we take some walks sometimes around the neighborhood with with my daughter at night, something yeah. like that. Um, if I'm traveling for work, unfortunately, it's probably you know treadmills, ellipticals, things like that. Gotcha. But primarily running. Yeah, gotcha. Mm -hmm. Girls, is there one of you? I work from home, so it's a little easier for me to do certain things at certain times. You know, I don't really get up super early to, to go run before work because I got a household to take care of and it's not kids, it's just two dogs and a man. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and, the, and the dogs are the easy ones. <laughs> I'm so glad you admitted to that. At least they take orders, time you know i'll i'll throw on my tennis shoes and i'll go out and run because my neighborhood's pretty hilly so i figured you know hey it's a good good practice um 
Some other stuff I do, I would love to get into more weight training, but I do some hit every now and then. Like I'll do lunges to the kitchen. Well, I'm going to go make a sandwich. Let me do some lunges to get there. And then I'll lunge back to my chair and sit down. Or, you know, I'll stretch, make myself do yoga because I'm... I'm terrible at the whole stretching thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nutrition, I always try to eat eat good. I do have bad days for a binge. Mm-hmm. I think it's yeah. needed because, you know, then you would stop your nutrition. But I think it's really important what you put in your body is what's going to help you do what you want to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. so how important is the stretching part? Mm, it's very important. Yeah. I, I I think it's really important and uh and i think runners are infamously bad at it and yeah and i i don't know probably a year ago i started at the end of all of our runs just stretching everyone and we run through a real quick stretch sequence and and then hopefully people will do a little bit more at home if they feel like it but if not we've hit the big leg muscles and um and we're moving on from there. And it, you know, training for the marathon, that's something I've been really a lot more focused on. Like I trying to do yoga, like I budget time in my mornings for long runs to stretch before I come and then uh, stretch when I'm done. Um, so it's just part of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so how about uh, working out other than running? Do you do any other type of work and how do you budget that into your schedule? With yeah. Your kids? So I, I used to go to a gym every morning at five. Um, and, and we would do a lot of weights and cardio mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. And I actually put that on pause during marathon training because I thought it was just too much mm-hmm. with all the miles. So I do weights at home and I do yoga and, um, my kids and my family are very accustomed to Sunday mornings. I'm just gone. Um, mm-hmm. And with the marathon, that's been a little trickier because I also have long runs on Saturdays. And so um, I try and involve my kids in that as much as possible. Like uh, all three of my kids have gone on runs with me where they bike next to me and um, kind of tell me I'm too slow and why aren't you going faster? And then we're done. Um, and so, but I try and focus on that with them because I want them to lead an active, healthy lifestyle. And, um, you know, certainly at times I'm better at modeling that than at other times, but um, they all know, they've all learned and have all individually talked to me about like, mom, why are you doing this when you don't win the races like you have not won a single race <laughs> and why and so you know it's it's been important to talk yeah, about no, having a, a yeah, yeah having a, a goal and how you know a race is is has all these steps to it and i win when i wake up at five in the morning and i don't want to but i know i have miles that day or when i'm out here and i have a cold but i'm still trying to get it going and um you know the the race is the celebration of that and i win because i did all that and i beat the little head the voice inside my head that says why are you doing this like it's much easier to sleep in and you know, have a donut. (laughs) Speaking of donuts, how important is nutrition in your uh, overall workout plan? Or does running, is that what enables you to cheat on like an overall nutrition plan? (laughs) 
That used to be my mindset. On it. <laughs> <laughs> it runs so I can eat. Um, I've actually been using a um, like a meal like prep delivery service. Mm. Um, I won't name it; doesn't matter. Yeah. But um, so you know, more kind of lean meals. Mm-hmm. You know, not going out and getting McDonald's for lunch yeah. or whatever. And it's much easier now working from home. Mm-hmm. I'm not tempted to go out eat lunch with coworkers, yeah. things like mm-hmm. that. So lunches are, are pretty well controlled for me. I, in the morning, it's always just coffee and a bagel. It's really not that exciting. Mm-hmm. But uh, what's your favorite cheat food? Favorite cheat? Oh, it's ice cream. Ice cream. Okay. Yeah, it's Fair always enough. ice cream. Good. Okay. <laughs> Diana, I think nutrition is really important. Um, for me, running, I can't eat in the morning. If I eat anything, it's like only a banana or or maybe a, a Nutri-Grain bar, something like that. During my runs. I've been trying to incorporate the whole goo phase. I just can't <laughs> seem to get past eating the whole thing. I tried it once during a race, and I felt like my chest was going to explode because it had so much caffeine in it. I was so nervous. So I, I can't do the whole goo. I'll do little bits of it. I do like the little uh, jelly beans, but a friend of mine told me to take Fig Newtons and cut them up into fours mm-hmm. and keep them because it's, again, high in car- carbohydrates. Um, but as far as daily nutrition, I don't really eat a whole lot of garbage. When I do, it's mainly the guy who brings it home, and I don't want to hurt his feelings and not eat it, but then I feel nauseous afterwards oh, yeah. eating mm-hmm. it. It's just once you accustom your body to a certain type of lifestyle and intake of food, and then you eat something else, you feel it the next day. Mm-hmm. Um, ice cream. I love ice cream. Yep. And anything cake. No. Yep. It's yep. cake for me. You're, you're right, though. I mean, this, this high mileage training, I haven't done it in years, right? Yeah. And it, anything greasy, anything with loads of dairy, I just, I can't eat no. as much mm-hmm. as, you know, my eyes and stomach want to. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. It's just, it's too hard and feel it, you feel it too much in the morning. You yeah. do feel it. Yeah. Good. Yeah. And me, I, I tend to eat a lot of like fish and vegetables mm-hmm. and kind of have followed like a whole 30 diet plan for years. And I enjoy that. And, um, but marathon training has been interesting because I have to have more carbs. And so just trying to know how to fit those in, in the right way. And, um, like this whole week, you know, one of my, uh, friends who did training team with us, um, and now lives in Minnesota and she's been, we're both running a marathon next weekend. She's been texting me all this encouragement. She sent me a shoe picture this morning so I can include it in our training team post. But, um, she said, okay, Jen, so you need an extra three grams of carbs per kilogram of your body week for the three days before. And I was like, what? That's a lot of what? Like, do I eat a inviting pa- math? Do I eat race. a potato? Do I eat noodles? Like, just tell me what to eat, and I'll and eat when, that. What time? Yeah. And so then I saw a friend who's done a couple marathons this morning, and I was like, "So I eat noodles this week, right?" And she's like, "Yes, breakfast, lunch, and dinner every day." And I was like, "Well, no. Like, I'm going to need some protein too." <laughs> so, so just trying to negotiate and figure all that out yeah. has been interesting uh, so for a fun question what's your favorite form of technology and your favorite form of social media i don't like either of it 
So you don't run like with a Garmin or anything like that? Oh, like that. I love my Garmin. It helps mm -hmm. keep me honest. Um, Garmin, I I do like my Garmin. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm technologically impaired. Yeah. But once I get it going, I I just hook it up to my phone or so I've still got the old I pad or iPod, whatever they call mm -hmm. it, and then just put the tunes in the ears, and then I yeah. go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I know, like, I have some friends who they upload all their runs to Strava, they like, mm -hmm. and they can kind of keep track of, um, I don't go to that extent or anything. Obviously, since I'm uh, the Big Rivers kind of unofficial photographer, I love to post everything on the Big River training team Facebook page. But I know there's some people who they prefer Instagram, mm -hmm. uh, Twitter, it's, you know, whatever it be. I only have two. I have Facebook and Instagram, but I always tend to veer towards Facebook because most of the family and friends are there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Facebook's pretty much my only social media for the most part. Um, and then favorite technology, you know, running-wise, um, I uh, started using, um, what are those headphones called, the Aftershocks? Or yeah. mm -hmm. The reason I like them is because, especially where I run and my new house too, there's cars everywhere, there's people mm -hmm. yeah. everywhere, and I just want to be able to hear everything, mm -hmm. even if I have music going, and that's that's been a big game changer in the yeah. past six yeah. months. Mm -hmm. I have the same ones. Yeah. I love those great. too. Yeah, and the nice thing about them is that, um, like, my husband and I will wear them at home sometimes because you can hear the kids, you can mm -hmm. talk to each other, but you've got yeah. other mm -hmm. stuff going on. I was telling them I've... I, um, um, the runs that I'm on my own, I'm listening to like true crime podcasts the whole time. Oh I always used to listen to music and yeah. then this whole marathon training cycle. And so I'm out there at five in the morning right. and it's dark yes. and I'm listening to <laughs> true crime, true crime like <laughs> the axe murderer then approached, you know, <laughs> but it kept, five me, in the morning, yeah. it kept me motivated. I do have, um, pepper spray too, but, um, <laughs> You run faster <laughs> i know right um but i love my garmin too and and i kind of i'm a stats nerd with that kind of stuff i will go home and i will look at my every mile i will yeah. look at my heart rate i especially for um pacing like i i like to try and dial in on the pace as soon as we start running um and unfortunately i run faster on my runs when I'm not here on Sundays because your long run should be slower anyway. But sometimes I'll take off a little quick and then I have to slow down. And so I count how many of those I screwed up on and yeah. track my heart rate. Yeah, good. Yeah. Okay, as we begin to wind things down, this will be our final question. It's one of my favorite ones. Um, let's talk about one of my favorite topics associated with running, and that's relationships. Tell me about some of the friendships and relationships that you've developed as a result of running and as a result of being a member of Big River Training Team. I was in, you know, I ran a lot in high school, cross country and track. I was very, very close with, with those people. Yeah. Um, it was good too, especially in that setting, you usually kind of stick with, you know, the people that are in your classes are in the same you know, grade as you. But even as a senior, I was good friends with freshmen that ran with us mm -hmm. and things like that. Um, so that was nice just to have a, you know, kind of an eclectic set of friends um, in that scenario. But, you know, now, um, you know, this is all new for me. It's my first training season, so I've known all of you for a whole 12 weeks. But, yeah. you know, you talk a lot on the runs and get to know one another and things about their life you share because you have lots of time. <laughs> so mm -hmm. you just chat. Um, so, no, it's, just, it's, it's good. It's just good, um, you know, to, to meet people that have similar interests and, you know, and then understand 
you know how different they are from you while you're you know engaging in that interest. <laughs> so yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, it's been yeah, it's been great. Girls, for myself, um, I it's the friendships that you make, and I have friends in Tampa. My my old run coach, I get invited to their destination runs. And I have a girlfriend down there that I got her involved with Maria and, you know, and introducing Maria to Jen for her first marathon. And hopefully she gets to hook up with her because she's a fantastic lady and she's got a fantastic group and they're, they're amazing. And just like here, the people here at Big River, Jen, all you guys are just amazing to be around. And it's like-minded people that have the same energy and same, you know, enthusiasm. No matter how fast or slow you are, they're excited you're there. So that's what I like about it. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think like when I started with Big River, um, I, you know, we started with a big group and then eventually it was just two of us. And it was kind of that thing where I looked for her and she looked for me and, and we kept each other going. Um, but I mean, there was a time in my life when I was working on the weekends and home with my kids during the week. And that's a really challenging social time. And, um, and so their big river kind of saved me in a way. And that I got to meet so many amazing people and here's all these people that, you know, I've had friendships with now for years and um, not only through Sunday runs, but, you know, get togethers and racecations where we're traveling somewhere to, you know, go do a new fun race and have a great experience. And um, and so I, I feel like, yes, it's been very physically healthy for me to participate in, but it's also been, you know, emotionally very wonderful. Yeah. Um, to have those connections. And, I agree. Yeah. Um, I know I've shared this before with some of my other running buddies, but um, you, like when you're in high school and college and you're connected with a lot of people, it's very homogeneous. It's easy to like develop those relationships and everything. But when you, you go through different seasons of life where it's much more challenging mm-hmm. to develop not only relationships, but healthy relationships, and what I've found with the running community is they're one of the most positive, supportive, encouraging, championing, cheerleading group of people, healthy group of people around. And like you say, yeah. um, not only do you develop a relationship, if you stick with the, the groups long enough while you're running, but then also outside of running, um, people have fun things mm-hmm. like breakfast get-togethers and then important things in life where, you know, somebody come, come down with cancer or something like that. And the rest of the group rallies around that person, supports them, encourages, prays for them. And so for me, yes, it's the one of the um, benefits of running are, is the relationships and just how, how positive they are. So, mm-hmm. yeah. um, any final thoughts before we close the podcast? It's been fun to kind of talk and reflect and... Yeah. 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 Appreciate the invitation. No, I appreciate you all very much. To all my listeners in Podville, thank you so much for listening. Um, We look forward to chatting again next time. To a special friend of mine, I love you dearly. To all my other listeners, until we meet next time, this has been another episode of Real Friends. Thank you.